What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Fab Mike Chicago Sports Show. Tonight is January 5th, 2022, and I'm back. I've beaten COVID. I am stronger than well, I made the I made the ill fittest, I guess. If that's what you could say. Is that I'm I survived the I survived the COVID plague and I'm back. So, but uh, really quick, guys, before we get this show on the road tonight, we're going to be talking a lot of Bears. We're going to be talking some Bulls. We're going to be talking some NFL playoffs. Before we do all that, I got to give special thanks to where this show is. Where This is why we can do the show is because Nick and Ivy Brewing Company, August Doozer, Susie Cian at State Farm, the Jonathan Duran team over at Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group, White Oak Farm out in Michigan City, Mark Berardi. This is the reason we can do this show. And I appreciate every single one of those guys, and 12 to 2 appreciates them tremendously. So, on that note, let's get this puppy on the road. We got a lot of stuff to get into tonight, so let's dive into it. And here we go. Three, two, one, adios. You are listening to 1252 Sports Entertainment. Parental discretion may be advised. It's about that time. Fat Mike, Chicago Sports. Yeah. Finally here, finally here. Shot City Sports is right here. Updates on news, get it here. The rumors, cause we keep it real. Fat Mike. Sit back, relax, check a beer one of them nights. Hey, this is Carmen DeFalco from ESPN Chicago, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Sports Show. Hey, this is Dave Richard from CBS Sports, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hi, this is Jesse Rogers from the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, everyone, I'm Scott Merkin, the longtime White Sox beat writer for MLB.com and proud graduate of the University of Michigan. You're listening to me on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. This is Chuck Arkline, and you are listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. It's the Fat. Hey, what's up? This is Greg Braggs Jr. from Braggs in the Stands, and you're listening to my guys on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Boom! Hey, everyone. Fred Huebner from ESPN 1000. Great to be on the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm Dan Saborski, senior writer for Fangraphs, and you're listening to Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. I'm JJ Stankovitz from NBCSportsChicago.com and the Undercenter Podcast, and you're listening to the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show. Hey, Sparkle, you know what I listen to? It's the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show with my guy, Fat Mike. If you listen anywhere else, no shock. Listen to Fat Mike. The Fat. And what is up, everybody? Welcome back. I am back from about with COVID. I am back and hopefully better than ever. Let's hope. Let's hope. It's been kicking my ass a little bit. It's been kicking my wife and I's ass a little bit. But you know what? We're getting there, guys. We're getting there. And that's all that matters, right? I mean, listen, COVID isn't nothing on me. COVID COVID ain't got nothing on me. All right? I'm just doing my thing, trying to get healthy, trying to do what I can Watching football, getting ready for this football playoffs, getting ready for everything else. The Bulls are kicking ass. A lot of it is kicking ass for us here in Chicago, and we are happy. We are really happy. I don't know what's going on with the Bears, but we'll get to that eventually. 
They're starting three quarterbacks over the last three weeks. We had Nick Foles, we had Andy Dalton, and now we're looking for Justin Fields this week. Oh, my goodness gracious, what is going on with this team? Uh, all right, and then on, on, on a side note, we got the Bulls kicking ass over the last couple of games. DeMar DeRozan, a couple big-time, big-time wins by DeMarcus DeRozan. And, it, you know, DeMarcus, I mean, come on, man. This guy has been unbelievable, throwing shots up at three-pointers, hitting them, nailing them, doing what we got to do, and I'm still standing by it, guys. I'm standing by my prediction at the beginning of the year. I said at the very beginning of the year, and a lot of people laughed at me. A lot of people laughed in my face when I said that the Bulls are going to win 50 games. You people, you fucking guys, you better watch out because it's about to happen. The Bulls are going to win 50 games this year. But, guys, I am super happy to be back. It's been hell trying to beat up COVID the last couple of weeks. The wife and I, we've been, uh, I've, I'd be a liar. And I've said this, to I don't know how many people, okay? I don't know how many times I've said this. And I don't know how many times I've said this. Loki, my guy chiming in, cheers from Mexico City. Loki, what's going on, my man? Cheers to you as well. Uh, I'd be a liar if I said that this is the sickest I've ever been. I, I mean, and I mean that to the fullest. The sickest I've ever been is when I had double lung pneumonia about 10 years ago. I literally thought I was going to die. I was coughing so much when I was sick then that I had blood coming out of my nose like a faucet. And it was bad. It was real bad. Okay, it was bad. This, not as bad. But, but all of that being said, I'm not a vaccinated person, all right? Now, a lot of people, you guys know that. Yeah, a lot of, you know, okay, whatever. I'm not getting into the politics of vaccinated and unvaccinated. Who gives a shit? I don't care. Whatever. You guys can chime at me all you want, okay? But I have never felt anything like this, okay, where it's two days I'm 100% normal, and the next day I feel like I was trampled by a fucking herd of bulls. A herd of cows, a herd of horses. Like literally, it has literally kicked my ass. Saturday morning, I woke up and I felt like I was going to die. Everything on my body hurts. Everything from everywhere, my neck to my toes was sore, and I had no idea why. I was like, "What is going on with me? I'm I'm dying here. I'm probably going to die here." But I didn't die. I'm still alive. You know, it's just you know, I'm a hypochondriac too. Every if I sneeze, I think I got AIDS. So I mean, let's. I mean, fingers crossed. Knock on wood, no AIDS yet. So here we go. But it's been a long week, man. It's been a long week. Over the last two weeks, the Bears got some wins here. I can't believe it. I Honestly, I can't believe it. The Bears could fuck up a blowjob at this point. Um, beating the Giants and then uh, winning last week again, again. And now we got now it's week 18, the illustrious week 18, the very first inaugural week 18 where the Bears play the Vikings. So, where do we stand? I said a couple weeks ago that we were going to go over all this stuff with the Chicago Bears. And and, and is it fair to rate Justin Fields throughout this season? I want to start it. I want to start this conversation here. Okay. Granted, the Bears got a couple wins underneath their belts here, bringing them up to, what are they, 6 and 10 now, 5 and 10, whatever the hell they are. All right. But. Is it fair to rate Justin Fields through this season? And my my idea is no. 
my, my standpoint is no, it is not fair to rape Justin Fields throughout this 2021 campaign. He, the play calling was bad. Matt Nagy was up and down with him all year. And it's, it, it's literally, it's just not fair to rate him throughout this year. Now, that being said, hopefully, okay, Caruso COVID protocol. Okay, there we go. All right. All right, but it's it, it's it's not fair to Justin Fields to rate him this year. All right, and if the Bears get rid of Matt Nagy like the plan is and all that other good stuff, if they're looking for a new head coach, then you can't rate him. You can't give him a final grade until next year, a legitimate final grade until next year, the end of next year. Now, if I had to, gun in my mouth, gun to my temple, gun to the side of my ear, if I'm rating Justin Fields this year, I would give him a solid C. All right, he's learning he's learning a system here that a system that wasn't built around him and he still he was still able to do some things in this offense that we haven't seen before where it was to able to extend the play. Now that being said, there are some criticisms and critiques that I have for Justin Fields. Stop fucking coughing the ball up so much, Justin Fields. That's one of them. Okay? Uh, the old line has been atrocious. It's been off and on all year between Larry Bourne, between Tevin Jenkins, between Jason Peters, between whoever the fuck else they want to plug in there. It's been a nightmare on the old line side of things. You cannot give your quarterback a legit grade. If your old line has been in shambles all year. And this brings me to my next point here. All right, the big thing is now going on here in Chicago is that the Bears are looking for a new coach. All right, we can't, and the reason why we can't give Justin Fields that grade is because we haven't seen what he can do with a system built around Justin Fields. So we got we to gotta break that down and boil that down to what it is. Next year, when the system is built around him, when the system is built around his strengths, then we will be able to adjust and fixate on the offense that's built around him and give him a proper grade. This year, this system was never for Justin Fields. As bad as it is to say, everybody here in Chicago knows it. Everybody who wanted to see Justin Fields start week one, we all know that that, that, that system was not built around Justin Fields. So next year, this brings up the question. There's a lot of talks out there. Jim Harbaugh, Ryan Day, Kellen, De- or Kellen Davis, and so on and so forth. Byron Leftwich and Brian Dable and yada, yada, yada. The list goes on and on and on. And I don't know, guys. I mean, I, I don't know who's going to be the next head coach of the Chicago Bears, but I know it's not going to be Matt Nagy. All right. But we got to figure this out really quick. We have to figure out what we have here, and we have to utilize what we have on offense. We have Darnell Mooney, who took a, in my eyes, took a big step back this year. Uh, He regressed this year. Even though he's putting up his best numbers so far, all right, he still dropped a lot of fucking balls, guys. All right, and I was a big proponent and a big advocate of Darnell Mooney this year. All right, I I was on his page this year. I said last year, this guy has the coming and making of the next Tyreek Hill. Word for word, verbatim, what I said. And he has not proved that this year at all. We needed Darnell Moody to take a big step up this year. And he didn't. 
kind of plateau. Now next year, if he comes, if he comes back in there and kicks some ass, maybe I'll be eating my own words. All right, but I still said I still think that he has the potential of being a playmaker like Tyreek Hill. Hopefully, he proves me right next year with solid and consistent quarterback play. Something that we haven't had here in Chicago all year long. And th- this 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 breaks my heart, okay, guys? It, it really does. We all know that the Bears don't have a number one pick this year. Okay, we, we, we understand that. We know that the Bears don't have a number one pick this year. We traded it to move up in the draft to draft Justin Fields. Tevin Jenkins has looked pretty solid since he's been in the starting rotation over there at, at, at tackle. But it's... Oh, man. I mean, it's exhausting. It blows my mind with this Bears team on how – what's the word I'm looking for, guys? Help me out here. We are live. We are interactive. Please help me out. All right. On how inadequate they are at doing their jobs. All right. It it literally – it blows my mind. It baffles me on how the people that we have running this organization cannot figure this out. And I've said this before, and I, I meant it as a joke before, but I, I don't know if I mean it as a joke now, but there are tens of thousands of people playing Madden right now that are running the Bears organization in Madden better than the Bears are running their organization now. We got a lot of guys coming off the books, guys. Akeem Hicks, pretty much gone. Eddie Goldman, that fucking guy doesn't want to play football. Eddie Jackson, we should not have signed that big contract to. Khalil Mack has been has been pedestrian since we brought him here to Chicago. Robert Quinn, congratulations, Robert Quinn. Congratulations. I was one of the guys that was on your ass all year last year. Turns out you legitimately were hurt. All right, and I feel bad. I busted on your ass all year long last year. You proved me wrong this year. Hopefully you can do it again next year. Congratulations on breaking the Bears' single-season sack record. Richard Dent commends you. All right. There's so many things going on with this team now, especially now. If you, that was just the defense of what I just named, guys. Let's move on over to the offense. You have Darnell Mooney, who right now is playing like a number two wide receiver. Who, in my mind, I think that can be a legit number one, but in all actuality, he's playing like a number two. You're losing Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is not signing back with the Chicago Bears next year. If you guys think that's the case, you guys are out of your fucking mind. He's not coming back to Chicago. You have David Montgomery, who's been the lone bright shining spot on this offense all year long. Cole Komet has fucking cinder blocks for hands. Jimmy Graham, is he's probably most likely definitely gone. And it's not like he showed up all year as it is anyways. You still don't know what's going on in the bookends of your offensive line at left tackle and right tackle. Pray to God that it's Larry Borum and Tevin Jenkins. Jason Peters is gone. I still think you could use another offensive lineman. Just for shits and giggles, guys, it's been the lone Achilles heel of this Bears offense for years. you got to be able to protect your quarterback in Justin Fields, who's the last piece of this puzzle. you got to be able to protect this kid. If not, then why did you move up to grab him? It's it's crazy right now. It really is. And we all know what this season entails. The season's over with, guys. They got one more game against Minnesota. Who knows what's going to happen in that game? But does it really matter what happens in that game? No, it really don't. 
it doesn't matter what happens in that game. Do I hope the Bears get a W? Of course I hope the Bears get a W. But at the same time, how much is it going to affect their second-round pick? I don't care what happens this coming up Sunday with the Bears-Vikings. There are plenty other games in the National Football League that I will be watching over the Chicago Bears and Minnesota Vikings. Lots of games that I'd much rather watch. This last week, I maybe watched only 10 snaps of the Bears-Giants game. The game that I was watching was Kansas City and the Cincinnati Bengals, and I'm glad that I did because it was a very good football game. It was a very good football game. Before we get into more Chicago Bears talk, guys, I know that you guys are here, and I appreciate you guys being here with me. You guys are awesome. I love you guys. You guys are fantastic. A couple quick words from our sponsor here. We got Nick and Ivy. We got my guy, August Doozer, who's running for the 37th District. And we got my, my girl, Susie Sheen, over at State Farm. We'll be right back in two minutes. Hello. This is Paul from Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. We are located at 1026 South State Street in historic downtown Lockport, Illinois. We are very excited to be partnering up with the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show as well as the 1252 brand because we are one of the few Chicagoland breweries that embrace sports and sports culture. Come in for a fresh brewed beer made right here in Lockport while catching the game of your favorite team. Stay for the live music that we have booked every weekend or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's N-I-K-I-V-Y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh brewed beer born and raised in Lockport, Illinois. My name is August O'Neill Doozer, and I am running for the 37th state rep, which incorporates New Lenox, Mokina, Lockport, Frankfurt, Orland, Tinley, and Homer Glen. I stand for pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-education, pro-police, and pro-vets. I believe that we should have a card for the vets, and they could go for service at any hospital or facility in the state of Illinois because they deserve it. My father and grandfather were Chicago policemen, and you can see them on my website at www.deuser.us. I was a police officer, and I went back to school and became a teacher of students with emotional conditions. I have been on the front line for 30 years. We need to change the culture of politics in Illinois. If you elect me, I will do my best to change the culture. I have integrity going into the job and can't be persuaded to follow the status quo. Visit my website at www.deuser.us. Hey, Suze, thanks for hooking me up with the Fat Mike Markdown on my insurance rates at State Farm. This is awesome. No, 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 Mike. The Fat Mike Markdown is not a real thing. I don't believe that for a second. Let me repay you the favor and tell you and all my friends about the Fat Mike Markdown. (laughs) Okay, well, that's just fine, considering that State Farm just gives everyone surprisingly great rates. You heard it here first, folks. So give Susie Sheehan over at State Farm Agency a call and ask for the Fat Mike Markdown. It's the best. For the real deal, give us a call at 815-306-0184 or go to suzysheehan.com to request a quote. My team at the Susie Sheehan Agency is here to help with all of your insurance needs for auto, home, and life, and we service Illinois and Indiana. 
Also, if you mention the Fat Mike Markdown, $10 will be donated to a local charitable organization through our Quotes for Good program in your name. Remember, that's 815-306-0184 or suzysheehan.com. Thanks so much. Get on it, everybody. Woo-hoo. All right, and we're back. Thank you to our sponsors there. Thank you, Nick and Ivy, August Doozer, and Susie Sheehan. We really do appreciate you guys here. Again, without you guys, this show does not happen. So make sure you guys go on down to Nick and Ivy and have a beer. Make sure you guys, if you guys are in the 37th district, make sure you guys vote for my guy, August Doozer. He's the best. And then Susie Sheehan, you're amazing. I don't know how many car accidents I've been into, but you always help me, and you're the best. Thank you so much. So, yeah, on that note, guys, I mean, the football playoffs are getting crazy right now. Absolutely insane. There's a potential for Sunday night. Uh, let's. Uh, i got to slow it down because I'm getting all hippity-hoppity, and I'm getting all super excited. All right? Let me give you my teams here. A couple weeks ago, I wanted to talk about the teams that I think they can make a make a mess in the AFC, in the NFC. Okay, in the AFC, we all know the teams that are there. We got the Chiefs, we got the Pats, and the team that I really like, especially I've been watching them all year. And again, like I said, they could fuck up a blowjob. All right, it's the Cincinnati Bengals. I really like that team as well. They could, but they could fuck up something awful. They really can. All right, and if Jackson, if the Jacksonville Jaguars win this week in the AFC, which is funny as hell, the Jacksonville Jaguars win, then it, if oh, how's it go? If the Jacksonville Jaguars win this week, okay, the Steelers are on the cusp, okay. So, and then what it boils down to is the Los Angeles Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders, and if they tie, then both teams are in kicking the kicking the Steelers out. So it'll be like a kneel down game, the entire game, which will be awesome because both those teams could potentially make the playoffs, which is the first time that I've ever, I've ever even thought of even that happening. That's the first time I've ever remembered that even happening in the NFC. There's three teams that I like. Everybody knows these teams. It's the Packers, the Bucks, and the Cowboys right now. It's been whew, any one of those teams could be dangerous. And on the cusp and on the outskirts, I have the Arizona Cardinals where they can they can fuck things up. And another team that I'm that everybody should be weary and really dangerous and really thoughtful of is the Cincinnati, the Cincinnati, the San Francisco 49ers. That team, I guarantee you, any one of those first rec, those first teams that are winning the divisions and all, all across the board in the NFC, I guarantee you none of those teams want to see the San Francisco 49ers in that first-round game because that team is a team that will spoil and break your fucking heart. With Jimmy Garoppolo, without Jimmy Garoppolo, it does not matter. That San Francisco 49er team is a very, very dangerous team. The way they run the ball with doesn't matter what running back. We can find one of you guys out here in the comment section to run the ball for the 49ers. You guys would still have 50 yards in a tutty. All right, they can have me playing quarterback out there, and I can still throw for 150 in a tutty. It's crazy how well Kyle Shanahan has that offense oiled up and ready to rock and roll and geared for playoff football. That team is a very, very dangerous team. I love football playoffs, guys. Over the next couple weeks, this week doesn't mean shit. I'm not watching this week. I'll watch a little bit of the games. I'll throw on whatever game's close and do my thing. All right, but football playoffs are the absolute the best. 
Tim Hubner. It's all about Debo. Tim, you aren't joking, man. Tim, Debo Samuel has been absolutely unbelievable this year. This guy can do anything he wants, and that San Francisco team is very, very dangerous. I don't know a team in the NFC that wants to go up against the 49ers. My buddy Adam Perdomo, what's going on, bro? He says, what's up, Mike? No one wants to see the Titans, especially with your boy Henry coming back. And that's another one. The Titans are a very dangerous team, too. If Derrick Henry comes back healthy, hopefully they don't play him this week. Fingers crossed. Give him that extra week. And that Tennessee Titans team is another one of those teams that can just, they will run you to death. And they will control the clock. And they will control clock management. And they will just beat you to death just by running the football. Those are two teams, my dark horse teams. And Adam, I appreciate you bringing that up, man. Thank you so much. I really do. And Tim, same thing. San Fran and the Tennessee Titans are two very, very dangerous teams. I'm not saying that they're going to win it all. I'm not saying that those are going to be your two teams from the AFC and the NFC that are going to the Super Bowl. I'm saying those two teams can knock off your number one contender, whether it be the Packers or whether it be the Chiefs, the Pats, the Bengals, whomever. Those two teams can definitely knock off one of those teams. And if that happens, you're playing spoiler. You're not supposed to be there, San Fran. You're not supposed to be there, Tennessee. Those teams aren't supposed to be there. And somehow, someway, they're going to be there, and they're going to – whew. I think Tennessee already locked down the number one spot. I believe so. I believe so. Uh, it, those, those, those teams are very, very dangerous. And who knew? Who knew? Especially after the loss of Derrick Henry and when he's missed eight weeks, he's like, what, 60 yards away from 1,000 yards, and he's missed eight weeks? The guy's missed eight weeks of football. He's 70 yards away from 1,000 yards. That should tell you something. That's how much that team runs the rock. That's how good that running game is. That's how good that offensive line is. And that's how far superior Derrick Henry is at the running back position. It's going to be very, very interesting. And I know in a couple of weeks here, I'm going to be sitting on Fred's couch here, watching that Super Sunday when it's our guy Fred Huben here at 12.52, Hubes, Views, and Brews. Congratulations again, Freddie, on the retirement. Um it's, it, I'm going to be sitting on his couch, hanging out, eating food, having a few beers, and we're going to be watching Super Sunday, and I can't wait for it because that's my favorite weekend of all time. It, it truly is. It truly, truly is. But now here we are. We're in this mess now, and I'm, I, I don't mean to go back to it, but we've been talking a lot of Bears here. And listen, that's what we are. We're a Bears podcast. I'm a Bears guy. Unfortunately, that's what we talk about. All right, so now we're back on the Bears. And now we got this whole coaching aspect of things. Oh, my God, guys. I mean, literally, I don't know anymore. I don't care. I really don't care. Ryan Day, Brian Dable, Callan Davis, fucking Matt Nagy, Doug Peterson, Dark Horse, Jim Harbaugh, Dark Horse. I mean, it goes so on and it goes all over the place. This morning I was listening to the, I was listening to the sports radio here in Chicago. They're clamoring all over Mike Tomlin and they're clamoring all over Sean Payton. Those guys aren't going anywhere. If you think they're going anywhere, you're nuts. Over the last how many years the, the fucking Pittsburgh Steelers have had like three coaches. Three. Three coaches. I can't even name the third one. 
I know the other one's Bill Cowher and Mike Tomlin. But that's a long time, guys. They're not getting rid of Mike Tomlin. They're not, it's just, it's not gonna happen. That guy has a job there forever. Sean Payton, the same exact thing. He is not going anywhere. Do you have any idea the amount of capital that you'd have to give up to get Sean Payton as your Chicago Bears, whether it be GM, head coach, whatever you want him to be? Do you have the, do you have any idea the inkling of capital that you would have to give up to get one of those guys? You'd be putting your team back even further than what they are currently. My buddy Adam Perdomo, would I take Rex Ryan? Just curious. No. No, I would not take Rex Ryan. Rex Ryan's a loudmouth jerk off. Let him have his Mark Sanchez tattoo. Let him go jerk off into a bunch of feet. Let him do his thing. I do not want Rex Ryan here in Chicago at all. I don't care about the Buddy Ryan connection and the Bears connection. Yeah, I don't fucking care. I don't want Rex Ryan here. All I know is this. Virginia McCaskey turned another year older today. She's still alive. She's still alive. That's I'm not going to say happy birthday because it's out of my mouth. That's not, nope, not going to happen. But, yep, she's still alive. Oh, Jesus Christ. She's still alive. Tim Hubner says Singletary. No. Get away from that 85 Bears connection. It's not, it's not it. Tim, I love you, buddy. Thanks for the input. And it's I, you, you got to get away from that. All right. We all know we've, we've all seen the direction of today's NFL. It's no longer defense wins games. It's last play wins games, guys. All right. Everybody, you guys know this just as much as I do. You make one stop, one stop in today's NFL, that can win you the game. All right. You got to get away from this shit where defense wins games. It's all about the offense. You got to have an offense. You have to put up points to win a fucking game. Plain and simple, you got to put up points to win football games in today's NFL. It goes to show all over the board. All over the board. There is not one solid defense besides the New England Patriots in the entire NFL. Name one other defense in today's NFL that's a legit solid defense. I'm waiting, and I'm going to continue to wait because there's not one. For those of you guys who are going to say Dallas Cowboys, Dallas Cowboys are getting fucking rung up on. Arizona Cardinals, they're getting run up on. All right, it, is, it doesn't matter. These teams, it's not about defense anymore, guys. How often can you score, and can you put up points consistently? That's exactly what it is in today's NFL. you got to be able to score. And if you're not able to score, then your team isn't worth a shit in today's NFL. All right, I just want to see my Bears team average fucking 25 points a game. Is that is that too much to ask? All right, I'm I didn't even watch this week. All right, and it was nice to see them put up 20, 20 what 29 points against the Giants. The Giants are fucking terrible, guys. Terrible, and I understand you can only play who's on your schedule. But the Giants are absolutely atrocious. You should have put up a 50-burger on that team, regardless of who you had starting at quarterback. That team is terrible. And the Bears put up 29 measly points. 
It's aggravating. I don't know. I mean, it really is aggravating. For the coaching standpoint, I don't care at this point. Just bring in somebody who knows how to run a fucking offense, who can take Justin Fields underneath their wing and teach him the way to play quarterback in today's NFL. I don't care if it's Eric Bieniemy. I don't care if it's Kellen Davis. I don't care if it's Ryan Day. I don't care if it's Jim Harbaugh. I don't care if it's Brian Dable or fucking the dude down there in town. I don't care anymore. That's where I'm at as a Bear fan. That's where we all should be as Bear fans. You guys should be fed up. Fed up as Bear fans. Because I know I am. There's not one person on that team that's putting my fat ass in a seat. And I guarantee you next year, my fat ass won't be in a seat. I'm not going to a Bear game next year. I'm not going to support this team until they start fixing their bullshit. This team is bad, and they got to get it going. We're almost there. We're almost there. Just make sure you do it the right way. My buddy Ron Rupnow chiming in. The Bears' problems are a lot higher than the head coach. Ron, you're right. 100%. You are 100% correct. It goes all the way to the top. Hopefully, Ted Phillips a few weeks ago said he was thinking about stepping down. Hopefully, he does because that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. All right, Ryan Pace, he's not, unfortunately, guys, I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think he's going anywhere. If anything, I think he's going to get bumped up, which is terrible too. All right, but we got to figure this out. The Bears need a guy to come in here. Like I've, like I've been saying for the last couple of months, the Bears need it. The Bears, George, that fucking old lady McCaskey, happy birthday, asshole. All right, that old lady. They need to bring in a guy where it's like, hey, listen, this is your job to hire football guys. You just do director of football operations. That guy hires your GM. And then your director of football operations and your new GM, who he just hired, hire a coach. And then you figure out what you got to do. Because the way it's been going over the last 35 years is not the fucking answer, guys. It's not. It's not. I'm sorry, but it's not. I have been a bear fan. I am 33 years old, guys. And I know a lot of you guys tuned in here. And I know that I talk like, I don't know, some of you guys probably think I'm older than I am. Some of you guys think I probably talk younger than I am. All right. But this Bears team has never, ever won me over in my lifetime. Even when they went to the Super Bowl, I knew they weren't golden. I knew that this team was not good enough. And that's bad. They have never won me over 100%. They've never won me over and given me a little bit of hope. That's saying something. That That's really saying something. It goes to show where we, as a, where we are as a franchise that they can't win over some mediocre poop dick asshole who sits there and talks shit about them every single week for 16 days a week, for 16 weeks a year. 17 weeks a year. They got a lot to change, and they have a lot to get on board with because as of right now, it's not working. Uh, Excuse me. Need to clear my throat there a second, guys. 
But it, it, it's sad at this point. We got to get back on track, guys. And listen, I, I know this is this is this is where I hit every single week, and I get stuck on this. Where it sounds like I'm shitting and hating on the Bears. I'm not. I'm just a tired Bear fan, guys. It's what it boils down to is that I'm a tired Chicago Bears fan. All right, I really am. I just want to see my team be a solid team again. I want to see my team succeed. And is it so much for me to ask to have that evil empire of a football team that consistently wins a division like the Green Bay Packers, like the Steelers, okay, like those teams. I want to – like the Saints. I want to see my team be a good, solid team. I want to see my Tim, my team win fucking games and win the division. And this brings me to another point. For everybody who thinks that Aaron Rodgers, our fucking kryptonite for the Chicago Bears, he's not only kryptonite for the Chicago Bears, he's kryptonite for the entire NFC North. All right, let's get that straight away right now. All right, but if for anybody who thinks that that guy's going somewhere in the offseason, you're fucking nuts. You're crazy. He's not going anywhere. He's got the easiest schedule, eight games a year, playing against the NFC North. Playing against the Vikings, the Lions, and the Bears twice a year? He's not going nowhere. That guy lives to kick the Bears' ass. That guy lives to win an easy eight games a year against the NFC North and put himself in potential and contention for an easy NFC North title and an easy playoff run. He puts himself in the playoff every year. For you to think that he's going somewhere, and I listen to this on the radio all day today, there, he's gone, he's gone, he's not, he's going somewhere. He's, you're fucking crazy. He's not going anywhere. My guy Harry says, my man, Fat Mike, Harry Berg, he's going to be live with you guys on Friday night, guys. Make sure that you guys tune in to the over-under because he is the best. I love Harry. He is the man. My guy Ron Rupnow, again, saying the McCaskey should be silent owners and stay out of football. Just sit back and collect money. You are 100% right, Ron. Yes, sit back, collect the paycheck, and shut your fucking fat mouth and don't make any decisions. Plain and simple. My buddy Adam Perdomo, how do you think I feel when people randomly come up to me at the car wash saying, hey, I'm sorry for your Giants, buddy, and my son had to witness that shit. Oh, Adam, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Dave Guttelman did not do you guys any favors whatsoever. My guy Ron Rubnow again saying, my sons are 18 and 27. They don't give two shits about the Bears. They have lost an entire generation of fans by sucking ass for so long. Yeah. Yes. And yet we are all still sitting here. All of us sitting here in the chat. All of us sitting here just bullshitting, talking about the Bears. We're all there, but we love our team so much because we are loyal, dipshit, dumbass, diehard fans. All right, let's put that on a shirt. The Triple D Bear fans. Dipshit, dumbass, diehard Bear fans is what we are. We need to put that on a shirt. Because, I mean, seriously, how many times can you touch a hot fucking stove before you know it? it's a bad idea? That's what it's like being a Bear fan. That's exactly what it's like being a Bear fan. Ryan, we feel your pain. Thank you. I, I hope you I hope you guys do. Because it breaks my heart sitting here being a Bear fan. It really does. But, guys, there's hope. There's hope. This offseason, there's, there's a little bit of hope. Can you believe that? There's a little bit of hope. Now, granted, every time we've had hope over the last 20 years, it's been a shit show. But there is still hope. We're going to be looking for a new coach. We got Justin Fields. 
We got a second round pick. Maybe we can land a wide receiver in. It's this is the this is but this is the way they leave you every single year. This is what they leave you clamoring on to, clamoring on to the cunt hairs of what it is to be a Bear fan. And it's I'm fucking tired of it. I don't know how much more of it I can take. It breaks my heart. It really does. Today I was interviewed. I was interviewed today by, by a woman at the New York Post about my Bears fandom. And it was a great interview. And I appreciate that. I appreciate every bit of it. Her name was Asher. She was absolutely awesome. She interviewed me from the New York Post today on what it's like to be a Chicago Bear fan. And obviously she watches the show. You guys have, have given dulled out and given a bunch of support for the for the Fat Mike Chicago Sports Show and giving out a bunch of stuff here at 1252. And it was, it blew my, she was asking me a bunch of questions on, she asked me, she's like, why are you a Chicago Bear fan? And I, I seriously, the, <laughs> asking myself that now, I mean, honestly, asking myself that now, I mean, look at my eyes, guys, look at my eyes. It's, I want to cry. I want to cry. I don't know why I'm a Chicago Bear fan, all right? But I gave her the best answer I possibly can because I was born into this travesty and tragedy of being a Chicago Bear fan. I was born into it. And she asked me, she's like, do you have any pictures of you going to Bears games? And yeah, I do, but they're they're long in a Polaroid or, and long in a box store at my mom and dad's house. And, and she's like, what was your very first Bear game? Like, do you remember your first bear game experience? And, you know, this, that, of course, I remember all that, all of that. And I blame my brother, Brett. I really do. That's when we had season tickets, guys. And I would go to games all the time. And he had two season tickets with four of his buddies. He had two of them. And I would go to those games. He would bring me to one game a year. And the very first game I went to, the Bears won against the Lions. The Bears won. And from that moment on, just the, the, the atmosphere, me sitting there in the tailgate, playing football, playing catch with grown adults, the smell of the food, beer everywhere. I mean, I can, I can close my eyes and I can picture it like it was yesterday. I remember that day. It was one of the best days of my life, sitting in that parking lot, eating chili, eating hot dogs, Sitting there, you know, smelling beer. I was 9, 10, 11 years old. I, I, I remember that game like it was yesterday. The Bears pull, eke out a victory. It was, it was beautiful. And it's been nothing but downhill since. Which is sad. Which breaks my heart. Because, oh, over all those years of me sitting there being a Bear fan and me sitting there rooting for my home team as hard as I possibly can. By the middle of the season, I'm done. And I, I don't know how many times I've said I'm not wearing any more Bear shit. I'm getting rid of all my Bears hats as I'm sitting here wearing one. I'm getting rid of all my Bears jerseys. This team sucks. I've talked to Alex. I've talked with Alex Brown. I've talked with Jim McMahon. I've talked with Olin Cruz, guys. I've talked with former Bears players up and down the line. And I don't understand how those guys are even Bear fans anymore just because they played with them. Jim McMahon is, is a, a man of his, his – he's on his own planet. And I love Jim. He's great. 
He doesn't really give a shit about football anymore, which is understandable. All right. But I did a lot of things. Like I, I, I've done a lot of things. I've, I've devoted myself to this team. Even this year, this year, myself, my buddy and I, and a couple of his buddies went out to Cleveland for the week three matchup against the Cleveland Browns, which is honestly the worst fucking bear game I've ever witnessed in my entire life, whether it be live or on television. All right, but the day before the game, a couple days before the game, we're out there partying out in Cleveland, and we're sitting there, and I want to go to the Football Hall of Fame just to where I could see all the heads enshrined of Dick Butkus and, and, and Jimbo Covert and Walter Payton and Sid Luckman and, and, you know, all these Richard Dent and Mike Singletary and Brian Urlacher. The list goes on and on and on. Everybody knows the Bears have the most Hall of Famers and all the, the most heads in, in Shrine and Canton. And I took pictures of every single one of them. Gail Sayers, all these guys. Bronco Nagurski. I took, I, I took pictures of every single Chicago Bear bust I could. Just to go to the game the next day to watch them get their fucking ass beat. To watch Matt Nagy not know how to fucking run a playbook. To watch Matt Nagy not know how to systematically fit in a scheme for his rookie quarterback. I watched that game. I was in the nosebleeds, and I could tell that Matt Nagy had no idea what the fuck he was doing. It breaks my heart, guys. I mean, honestly, it does. It kills me. It kills me to fucking be a Bear fan. But I'll be back here again next year. I'll be sitting here just like this week one. With my bear hat on, my bear's jersey on, rooting for him, fucking monsters of the midway, bear down Chicago Bears, ready just to get my shit kicked in all year by the Packers, all year by whoever the fuck else we're facing. I wish there was more of you guys that were like me that that were able to... <laughs> I wish more of you guys were like me, where it was it just... You, you just you just get pissed. You get you get pissed off. My guy Fred Hubner, I love Freddie. God, Freddie, I love you. Can't keep pace, rather keep Nagy. Oof, oof, Freddie, I love you. I hope they, I hope they get rid of both, Fred. I really do. I hope they get rid of both. All right, but I mean, it's it's one of those things. I wish more and more fans felt like I did. I wish more and more fans were vocal like I am. I wish that people were. You know, like the Bulls, like the Bulls, just fire guard packs, you know, just fucking root it out. Get rid of them all. Just let this shit crumble. Rome wasn't built in one day. The Chicago Bears have been built in 35 years. All right. <laughs> let's, let's get real. All right. It's taken 35 years to, for the Bears to rebuild this pig. This isn't no wooden horse, guys. It, it, it's fairly simple. You watch all these teams do it over and over and over again and retool and figure it out and become a playoff team again. I mean, who, who, who thought that Tennessee was going to be able to rebuild again? Ryan Tannehill changed that entire organization. Ryan Tannehill, a couple offensive linemen and, and, and drafting Derrick Henry completely retooled that organization. The Baltimore Ravens, Joe Flacco, looking like my grandfather out there, quarterback, and they draft Lamar Jackson, they're right back in the mix. There's plenty of teams out there right now that have done it, that have rebuilt when they've been in shamble. 
There's there's teams that have been out there that have just done it. Now you get you get those teams, and those teams are the Texans, the Jaguars, the Bears, the Giants, the Jets. Those teams, these five teams, cannot figure it out. What are those five teams doing wrong? Why can't they figure it out? I don't know. I don't get it. As I'm getting calls on my phone all over the place. Yeah, and Ron, Ron Rupp now says the same thing. Look at the Browns. They're on the right track. Yeah, they're on the right track. But then again, they're, they're in the mix for a decision too. Uh, on the fifth-year option of Baker Mayfield. He's been playing injured all year. Do you give him his fifth-year option? I tell you what, right now, looking on the outside perspective, I'd much rather have Baker Mayfield than Mitch Trubisky. I'm glad we didn't give Mitch the fifth-year option. I think Baker deserves his fifth-year option to play a full season at full health. But who knows? Who knows, guys? Nobody knows. Really quick, we're going to get back into it. When we come back, we're going to be talking a little bit of Bulls, and I'm excited to talk some Bulls. We had a couple more couple more words from a couple of our sponsors, the Jonathan Durin team, White Oak Farm Venue, and Berardi Law. We will be back in three minutes. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service-oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com, or call 708-308-1938 today. Expect better in real estate. Choose the Jonathan Darren team. Honey, will you marry me? Yes, yes, yes! Let's, Let's get, get out of here. here. Come to Indiana's premier venue. Come to the farm. Come see all the wildlife. Come to White Oak Farm Venue in Michigan City, Indiana. Come to our 80-acre sanctuary right off I-94 in Michigan City, Indiana. Come see all we have to offer from two brand-new Amish-built barns with climate control. Come see the ponds with beautiful waterfalls, meadows and wildflowers, and so much more. Come see our secluded venue. After you enter our private road, you'll be in your own world away from it all, with outdoor ceremony spaces, wood-fired pizza ovens, and lots of fresh air. Come enjoy Northwest Indiana's premier wedding venue, where you gather with your family and friends. Stretch your legs and enjoy the most memorable day of your life. Visit White Oak Farm Venue at whiteoakfarmvenue.com or on Facebook slash Instagram. Real estate is hot right now, and you need an attorney to handle all of this. My guy, Mark Berardi, does this all day long. He's a straight shooter. There's no fancy language. He's just to the point. And he and his team get the deal done. There's no BS. He also does estate planning, trusts, wills, and power of attorney. He has great reviews up and down the board from a ton of happy clients. 
for him and his big team. They're all just down-to-earth and normal people as much as he is. You will not be disappointed you went with him. He's located at Homer Glen and New Lenox and handles real estate all over Illinois. There's no place too far, so give him a call today at 708-942-8030. Again, that's 708-942-8030. Or look him up online at Mark Berardi and Associates. We're back. Calm down. We're back. Just three minutes. That's all it was. Jesus, you guys are needy. But I love you guys. We got a Facebook user here. I wish I don't know your name, but please log on to the log on to the, the, the YouTube channel. Like and subscribe. All you guys, please go on to YouTube channel, like and subscribe. Our Facebook user here says, I wish the powers that could understand what the average fan invests in the Chicago Bears fandom. Money doesn't come easy to guys like me. Three to five hundred dollars for a ticket is a shit ton of money. To go watch your team get their dicks kicked in year in and year out. I just want a competitive team. Facebook user, you're right there with me, dude. Yes, 100 percent I work way too fucking hard for my money to go and spend three hundred dollars for a ticket plus $50 for parking, plus all the food for tailgating, plus $100 worth of beer to watch them get their asses kicked and I can sit on my couch and flip to a better game for 12 bucks for a case of fucking old style for, you know, for for 14 bucks for a case of a PBR and I can just sit on my couch, use the bathroom, no line, and cook whatever food that I want in my kitchen for free. You're right there with me, man. You're, I mean, you're right on point. I agree with you 100 and. 10%. But enough of the Bears or else I'm going to have a heart attack, guys. I, I can't do this no more. I cannot do it. The Bears are going to kill me. I do want to bring up now, guys, I'm not the biggest basketball fan. I love March Madness, but pro basketball can't stand it. Last year, I really got into it because an underdog team won. I like the Bucks. The Bucks were playing good. I liked watching the Bucks play. I liked watching the Lakers fail. I liked watching Nets fail. I liked watching all those big three teams just completely shit the bed and get kicked out of the playoffs. It was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing for me. But now we got our Bulls here, guys. DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, Nikola Vucevic, and Zach Levine. I love this team. And this Chicago Bulls team is right now sitting in first place in the Eastern Conference at 25-10. and 10. Two games above in the standings. Two games above the Nets. We're at 23 and 12. It's been a long time, guys. It's been a long time since I've gotten my my my, my whistle wet. My whistle a little excited about watching NBA basketball. It's been a long time. And this Chicago Bulls team gets me excited. Every time that they play. I am fucking pumped up, and I am throwing that game on. This team has been extremely fun to watch, up and down. Even throughout the COVID, they have made games out of out of really out of, out of nowhere. And right now, this team has, is on an eight-game winning streak throughout this entire mess of COVID that has ripped and ramped through this entire roster of the Chicago Bulls. This team 
is a very good team, guys. I really like this team. And like I said before, they are two games up in the standings on the Nets and the Bucks. The Heat are three and a half out. They are playing very, very good basketball. And they have the fifth best record in the entire NBA outside of the Warriors, Suns, Jazz, and Grizzlies. Right after that, it's the Bulls at 25 and 10. They have the fourth best record, if you really think about it, because the Grizzlies are 25 and 14. This team is fun to watch. But do I think that they have enough to go all the way? Man, it's tough. It's tough. I said at the very beginning of the year, I thought this team was going to win 50 games. And everybody looked at me like I had two heads. Everybody looked at me like I had two heads. And I really like this Bulls team. I mean, come on. With the addition of DeMar DeRozan, Lonzo Ball, and Vucevic, how do you not win 50 fucking games? That's where my my headspace was at. You have to be able to win 50 games with the addition of those three, and you still have Zach Levine kicking ass. Kobe White coming back healthy helps. I love fucking Io. Illinois boy, Illini. I-L-L-I-N-I. I love Io. He has been awesome off the bench. I love when that kid plays. He makes the game exciting for me because, well, I watched him all the time at Illinois. But does this team have enough? The one thing that scares me about this Chicago Bulls team, guys, is I don't think they have enough. I don't think they have enough. They have enough to win 50 games, I will say that, but they need a big, they need a big, a guy that compete, a guy to compete with the other bigs in the league. Because I tell you what, if they get matched up against the Sixers, the Sixers are going to fucking own them. Because Joel Embiid is unbelievable. He is the best big in the NBA. I don't care what anybody says. He's a top three player in the NBA right now. Joel Embiid is a fucking monster. And it showed this year that the Bulls cannot stop Joel Embiid. Each time they played him, he is he, he was the player on the court. He was the best player on the court because nobody can stop the man. Man, it's going to be awesome. I can't wait for this team. I cannot wait for this Bulls team. They're one piece away. I think they can make some damage in the Eastern Conference. I really do. I think they can. I really think that they can cause up a fuss and be that spoiler team. I think they can go deep into the playoffs. But I don't think they're the team to get to the finals. I really don't. And I hope I'm wrong, guys. Fuck. I will eat a plate of crow right here live on air if I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong because that team is a good team. But I still don't think they have enough to compete without a big. They need a big dominant force. A guy that's bruising. A guy that gets those boards whether whether your team wants him or not. That guy just comes down with it. They need that type of guy. They need a type of guy to put Joel Embiid on his ass. And unfortunately, that guy is not to be found in today's NBA. He's just not. I hope I'm wrong, though. I really hope I'm wrong. Guys, it's been fun. It's been a slice. I appreciate you coming on here talking bears with me. It's been a lot of fun. I appreciate you, my, my little two cents on Chicago Bulls basketball. I'm not that well-versed in Chicago Bulls basketball, but I know what I see, and I like what I see. And I, well, I'm going to tell you what I see. 
Thank you to all the sponsors tonight. Nick and Ivy. Uh, Jonathan Darren, Coldwell Banker Real Estate Group. The Cupcakery Bakery. Mark Berardi and his real estate team. The Jonathan Duran team over at Coldwell Banker. Susie Sheehan. August Doozer. White Oak Farm Venues. All you guys. This show and all the shows on 1252 are not doable without these sponsors, guys. So make sure you do your research and get it all going and look those guys up. We got great shows coming on throughout the rest of the week. We got Bear Fans with a Brain tomorrow night with Alan Bratcher. He's going to be on talking week 18 against this Vikings team, see what's going on, and recapping week 17 against the Giants with Warwick Holdman and JB. That's a great show, guys. They're phenomenal over there. After that, on when, on Friday night, we have our guy, Harry the Greek, Harry Bird, on the Over Under podcast Friday night. Make sure you guys tune in. He's been riding another heater, guys. He's been kicking ass, winning all that money. I know I've been watching him. Make sure you guys watch him because that guy, shit. I know he's not just winning me money. He's winning a bunch of other people money as well. We got David Schuster and the Schuster Express on Sunday night. That's going to be another great show. David always bringing the heat, talking about what's going on in Chicagoland area. And we got our guy Fred Hubner on Monday night with Hubes Views and Brews talking sports and talking local beer. And if there's two things that I like, I love local sports and I really love local beer. So make sure you guys tune in the rest of this week here at 1252. Make sure you guys follow us on the Twitter machine. Follow all of us on Facebook and Twitter. You guys can find us anywhere at 1252 underscore sports on the Twitter machine. And hey, it's going to be a good time, guys. We try to make it fun for everybody and we try to make you guys you know, enjoy our shows. So on that note, I'm out of here, guys. It's time for me to pack it in. Time for me to go get ready and take a shower and throw on some Three Stooges and call it a night. But uh, I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I will see you guys next Wednesday to recap week 18 with the Chicago Bears. And we have a very special guest next week, so make sure you guys tune in then as well. So I will talk to you guys later. You guys take care. I'm out of here. Peace.